I'm Mike Ruler, and this is the Road to Fulfillment Podcast. Every month, you'll hear real stories from real leaders sharing their journey to success and what they found on the road to fulfillment. Hello, everyone. Welcome to episode two of the Road to Fulfillment Podcast. I'm your host, Mike Brewer, and this, while being episode two, is the very first solo episode of the show. And if you haven't yet, go back, check out episode one where I interviewed Spencer Robinette of Harbor House Creative. It is one you don't want to miss. Spencer shared a lot of insight on his small business, on being a pastor, on being a husband, and what it was like being a student for him, and the challenges that this life has brought him. And it's really worth the listen. This is an interview you won't hear anywhere else. So today, on the very first solo episode, you just get me, and what I want to talk about today is one of the pillars of fulfillment. And if you've read any of my stuff, you know that I believe there are three pillars of fulfillment. And those pillars are mission, connections, and wellness. And I want to focus today on connections and how your connections or your relationships affect every aspect of life and why they're so important to being fulfilled. Now, some would argue that the road to fulfillment is being fulfilled. And I don't really have a problem with that because I agree. I feel like being on the road to fulfillment or starting to do things or make changes in your life that help you feel fulfilled changes everything. When you start to have those moments, when you get the chance to start getting some wins and you start making changes in your life, you start to feel like you're on the road to fulfillment. You start feeling different. You start noticing differences and different things in your life and you start wanting more. But today we focus on relationships. There's a reason why I wanted to start with relationships and because this is a this is one that is an extreme challenge for me as well as something that's very personal. Today I want to talk about why we want to cultivate good relationships. And I want to talk a little bit about how to cultivate good relationships. So let me just start here. And part of the reason why this became a pillar of fulfillment for me was because I didn't always have great relationships. And I want to share a story with you. And just so you know, as we start, spoiler, this is not a tragic story. In fact, the ending to this story is great. My wife and I have a great marriage now. And I would say that when it comes to marriage, my relationship with my wife, I am fulfilled. But there was a time it wasn't always so. I would say about 15 years ago or so, there was a morning I remember specifically. And I had woken up, was getting out of bed. Of course, it was just me getting out of the bed. And I sat there and I thought, I think I've become my dad. It was a long period of time where I thought my dad was going to die alone. And I was in this house alone. My wife and I were still in a phase where we probably both thought the marriage was over and there was no changing it. And in that moment, I never felt more alone. I never felt more depressed. And I never felt more hopeless than I did in that moment. Over time, my wife and I went to counseling, we went to marriage mentoring, and we learned how to communicate with each other, we learned how to work through our issues, and things are very good now. 
But I want to share with you today some things I learned on that road. The road from coming back from that moment where I thought there was no hope, where I thought my marriage was over. So let's start with why we want healthy relationships. Why it's important that we seek out to develop these relationships and we seek out to strengthen these relationships. Because while it's great to have friends, while it's great to have a good time and it's it's great to have people we can laugh and, and hang out with, that's just not enough. It's deeper than that. I've even heard people say before that love isn't enough. And that's very true. There's a lot of work that goes into developing relationships. So let's go, let's talk about a few things that are byproducts of having strong relationships. Number one, stress relief. I think if you surveyed a thousand people, 900 and change would say that they have too much stress in their life. Well, one thing having strong relationships does is it gives you someone to process life with, someone to process even your day with, or challenges you're going through. Simply having someone you can talk to, for a lot of people, is a very big deal. Some people would say that they don't have anybody they can talk to, and that's a challenge. That's a real problem because eliminating stress, or at least a percentage of your stress, would be helpful to so many people. And if people just had a strong relationship that they could process life with and talk through challenges with, they would find that they had a lot less stress. The next is improved mental health. Now, a lot of people know that's just a buzzword. Mental health means a lot of things. But when you have people in your life that you call partner, that you call friend, that you have strong relationships with, you have emotional support and you have a feeling of belonging. And that reduces a lot of things. Not only does that reduce stress, but that reduces depression and it reduces the feeling of loneliness. And nobody likes the feeling of loneliness, nobody. Being alone and having solitude, that's a different thing. But feeling lonely or feeling alone, that's a problem. Cultivating strong relationships can reduce the sense of feeling like you're alone in this world. Your mental health can improve by cultivating strong relationships. And the third thing is healthy habits. How many times have you ever thought, maybe this is you, how many times have you thought, man, I would probably go to the gym more if I had someone to go with. If I had someone that I could take with me to the gym, I would go a lot more often. Or how many times have you thought, I failed at starting that new habit. It really would have been awesome if someone was doing that with me. Or, I'm sure you've had this feeling too. When you've had a friend that encourages you and is there as a support system as you try to develop new habits, new healthy habits. Look, habits are important. Healthy habits are very important. And when you have someone there to champion you and encourage you on that road, developing healthier habits becomes easier. Cultivate strong relationships because it helps you develop healthier habits. It reduces stress and improves mental health. Now, if we could talk for a minute about how. How in the world do you develop stronger relationships? How do you cultivate new relationships? 
Well, starting from scratch can be a little bit harder. But when you have a relationship of some kind with someone, you can work to develop the relationship better. So I wanna give you just a few things that I've learned along my way of mostly failure, but some success on how to cultivate and develop relationships. Number one, you might roll your eyes because you've heard it so many times, but communication is key. And I'm gonna start with listening because I feel like when we talk about communication, we often think about what we need to say, how we need to communicate to other people, but I promise you the most important thing we can do is listen in a relationship. And I'll start with this example. My guess is, if you're in a relationship of any kind, you have had a moment where you've said something stupid that hurt someone's feelings, and that person lashed out at you. And you probably didn't even realize you hurt the person's feelings. And what happens is when someone gets hurt, that hurt manifests itself in anger, and that's what gets directed back at the person who hurt you. And then, because someone smart, someone snapped at you and probably hurt your feelings back, you then in turn return anger for anger. And it creates a fight and a cycle. My encouragement to you is to not snap back. Try to realize that when that first initial outburst of anger happens, that there's something under the surface that you just don't know about yet. And more than likely, it's something you've said or done. Husbands, I'm kind of talking to you here. It's more than likely something you've said or done that's triggered that response. Learn to ask questions before you snap back. Because nine times out of 10, that initial response of anger is coming from pain. Communication is listening and asking questions in a relationship. Because what that person is feeling is far more important than you telling them something you think they need to hear. And it's far more important, definitely far more important than you snapping back in anger when they've been hurt. Communication, listening and asking questions because you care about that person. Now next is a little bit lighter. The second item I wanna talk about is check-ins. If you care about someone, if you love someone, check in on them. It could be your spouse. It could be a phone call in the middle of the day. It says, hey, how's your day going? What are you up to? Is there anything I can do for you today? A friend that you haven't talked to in a while, shoot a text message. Say, hey man, thinking about you. How are you doing? Sometimes the check-in is exactly what's needed. Quick story, I was at a funeral recently and there was a lot of guys there that I went to high school with. And some of them I hadn't seen in a long time. Now, when I say a long time, I mean 30 years. And my first instinct was wanting to jump right back into where we were 30 years ago, the last time I saw them and hung out with them. But I realized I hadn't checked in with these guys in a long time. I really had no right to be able to jump back in exactly where we were 30 years ago. We had a good time, even though it was a funeral. We got to catch up, we got to hang out just a little bit, see how each other were doing. But there's something missing when you don't check in with the people you care about. Send the message, make the phone call, check in. It will help develop that relationship 
it will bring you a better sense of fulfillment. And the third thing, and this is the last one I will, I will give you, it is time. If you care about someone, give them your time. There's an old quote, and I'm going to butcher it, and I'm not even sure who said it originally, but it goes something like this. You know how much someone cares about something by what they're willing to do about it. The same thing applies for time in a relationship. You can tell how much a person cares about a relationship by how much time they're willing to devote to it. Spend time with your spouse. Spend time with your partner. It's important. You don't get to know each other. You can't develop a relationship if you're always apart and you don't spend enough time together. Friends who you haven't seen in a long time, those friends that you're checking in on, spend some time with them. Your first priority is obviously your family. But if you want to cultivate those friendships, if you want to cultivate that support system, spend time with those people. You care about those people, spend time with them. Time spent with people matters. Relationships are a pillar of fulfillment. If you want to strengthen your relationships, if you want to cultivate new relationships, listen, ask questions, check in with people, spend time with them. It matters. Relationships are a pillar of fulfillment and you deserve to live a fulfilled life.